Hello, welcome to Happy Food, where it's not just about the food, it's about the soul. I'm your host, Lizzie. You can find me on Instagram at NotSoLazyLizzie, L-I-Z-Z-I-E. Again, on Instagram at NotSoLazyLizzie. That is the only social media you can find me on for this podcast. Welcome to Tuesday. Oh my goodness, wonderful, amazing, fabulous. I hope you're having a great week. Uh, My week so far has been a very Monday Monday and a very Monday Tuesday. And I'm just going to jump right into it. As you can see from the title, we are talking about learning for yourself. What does that mean? What am I talking about? What does this have to do with diet culture? Well, I'm going to tell you. Um, So I'm going to start with a story. This morning, I woke up to my toddler crying at 6 a.m., which is fine. It's normal time. Usually everybody sleeps till about 6.30, but this morning she woke up early. It was my morning to get up with her. My, as I've briefly talked about, I don't actually think, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this. My wife and I, um, we have several children. After many different versions of how we kind of divvy up the work, um, as far as sleeping goes, we have figured out for ourselves that the best thing for us to do is to switch off nights. She takes a night in the morning, I take a night in the morning. That means if they get up during the night, you get up with them. When they get up early in the morning, it's your turn. Um, And that works really well for us. I don't know if anybody else could benefit from that. It was kind of a difficult transition because she does work full-time. I do stay home full-time. So we kind of had to get to a place of compromise to decide that that felt fair to us. So we would each get um, a day on the weekend to sleep in as late as we wanted. That is just a total side tangent. I digress back to the story. So I wake up this morning, my toddler's crying. We come downstairs. She's just kind of in a, in a crabby mood. Fine, it's fine. I was too warm. I set the thermostat too warm because yesterday evening I was just freezing to the bone. You know, when you're just bone cold and there's just nothing that's gonna make it better. I was bone cold. So I turned my house up to like 67, which my house lives at 63. It just does. I know so many people think that's so, so cold. It's comfortable for me when I'm running around my house. I keep socks on my kids. I keep them dressed warm in case they, in case that's too cold for them or whatever. But I was so cold, I turned it way up. So by the time I woke up in the morning, I was sweating. So I'm sweating, my toddler's crying, and on and on the morning goes. It's just kind of a regular morning, but also kind of like, ah, it's a lot first thing in the morning. My wife comes down, she grabs her lunch, is ready to walk out the door. And I decide, oh, so for the last couple weeks, our front door handle is beginning looser and looser. And we have one of those door handles on the inside. It's a door handle on the outside. It's one of those like fancier type, almost two part things where you push your thumb down on the button and you can grab the handle at the same time and it opens. I don't know if that's a good description, but hopefully you know what I mean. That front part was getting really loose and it felt like it was going to fall off. And I was like, this is so janky. And we have people coming over to in and out of our house pretty often um, just because of our lifestyle. And I was like this, I don't want people coming over and like trying to, and our door handles falling off. I just was like, we need to fix it. We need to fix it. We need to fix it. I didn't know how to fix it because I'd never dealt with a door handle before. I'm not like a handyman. I'm just, I'm not, that's not me. So I decide today's the day I'm going to fix the door handle. Because my wife told me, you just need to tighten the screws. And I'm like, great, fantastic. I'm going to do it. So she's walking out the door. I I bring the screwdriver. 
And for whatever reason, I just thought, I'll just yank the handle off and I'll fix it. And I had, I did not go at it gently. I did not, I had no couth, no patience with it. I just tried to pull off the door handle from the inside because that's how some of our other handles work that are like, you know, like fake handles that are just there and you just pull the door open, but you don't have to twist the knob. Well, if you yank on those, it'll like come apart and I don't know what my plan was, but that's what I did. And so the whole front part of the freaking door handle falls off onto the ground. Pieces go everywhere. My wife is like, hey, from the other side of the door because it's closed and she's right on the outside, like kind of walking to her car and I'm on the inside and she goes, the door handle fell off. And I'm like, I know, I'll fix it. Just go to work. Well, I didn't know how to fix it. So I pull this thing apart and I'm trying to put it back on and I just, I'm lost. I have no clue what to do. It was like I was trying to accomplish calculus just because I've never done it before. I didn't understand the lock mechanism. I had no idea how to work the lock mechanism to get it apart, to reassemble it correctly. And I'm frustrated immediately because I'm like, what was I thinking? I don't know how to fix this. I can't do it. And then this second thought came in and was like, but you can figure it out because I will often call my dad or call my wife or somebody to ask for help or for them to come over to fix something or to talk me through it. And so I call my dad and, I, and he always tells me, he always goes, you know, it's so funny, you know, Lizzie, with YouTube out there these days, you can figure out anything. And he always says that to me. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, that kind of was playing in the back of my mind. So before I called him, I was like, no, I'm gonna figure this out. Today is the day. And so I, I get it like disassembled eventually. 15 minutes later, I get the freaking door disassembled. And not the door, the door handle. And I bring it into the kitchen and it's on my counter and I'm looking at all the pieces and I'm like, okay, like I can figure this out. I can put it back together and I'm trying and it's not, and I'm kind of understanding, okay, this probably goes here. This probably goes on top of it. These screws go here and I'm kind of getting it back together, but it's still not working. The lock mechanism, um, there, I didn't, I was missing a spring in a gear that had fallen. This, this may be so boring. I don't know. Um, but I was missing two parts and they were out on the front porch. And I didn't know it because I didn't even know all the parts I needed. And I was trying to figure this out with lost, no directions, no help. I'm just like, I'm going to figure it out. So I, I finally, I'm like, I'll look on YouTube and see if I can see how all these pieces go together. Well, I, it took me forever to find the right video based on the brand of the door handle. So I had called my dad. I asked him what the brand was. He told me what brand he thought it was. It turns out it was a different brand, but that's okay. And luckily there was this one YouTube video I found that the guy had literally the same, just about the same exact lock. It was the same brand and he has all these pieces laid out and he's like, these are the pieces. And I realized I don't have all the pieces. So I go back out on the front porch. I find my pieces. I bring them in. I follow this video. I get it assembled. And I finally, after an hour and 15 minutes of working on a stupid door handle with my toddlers running around and like I have grease all over my hands. I haven't showered yet. I have no bra on. Like I, my hair is still just in a messy bun from rolling out of bed. But I was like, no, I'm going to figure this out. And I did. And it gave me so much confidence. I was like, oh my gosh, look, I didn't know how to do something. I put time and effort into it. And now I could probably figure out a lock on someone else's door because now I understand the internal parts that have to go together to get it to work.
okay? That's my first story. And that was me learning for myself. Okay, great. The next example I kind of want to talk about is I let my kids fall down. I do. I let them fall down. Generally, as long as I don't think that they will accrue a serious injury or like something that I deem, you know, like too painful for them, I let them fall down. I let them climb on things. I let them try. I let them go outside in our backyard. And we have a pretty big backyard. And luckily, um, the view into the backyard, there's a bunch of windows kind of lining the backyard. So pretty much wherever they are in the yard, I can see them. So they, I let them go outside. It's completely gated. It's completely safe. It's not fully grassed. There's kind of a couple hills and there's some dirt and we have a little um, like pond type thing that is all blocked off from them. But it's, it's, my wife calls it an adventure yard. So I let my older toddlers go outside by themselves where I can see them. And I let them feel like they're out adventuring in this big yard with each other just by themselves. Because that's, to me, that's how they're learning. And in all honesty, if I were out them out there watching them every second, some of the stuff that they do, I wouldn't let them do. And I think it's important. Sometimes I just have to look away and, and trust them that they are going to figure something out, that they can handle it and just do my best to prevent like the major, the major dangers from them. And I personally think this has been such a big benefit in their life because ever since they even started walking, I let them climb up on stuff and I let them fall down from very short heights, just from a little baby chair, kind of falling off it or falling down when they're trying to climb up it. And as time goes on, as they get older, well, since they're building on all these skills, my, especially like my daughter, she's like my, she's just about two. She is just a serious climbing monkey. She really is. She climbs on everything. And I'm so glad that I've always let her climb because I'm wor- I worry that if I hadn't, she would still want to climb the way she does, but she wouldn't have the skills. And those skills are that she understands her own body. She's connected to her body. She knows, okay, I have to put my foot here in just this right way and I can balance on it because I balanced on it so many times before. I know what I'm capable of. And I will watch her outside. And if it is wet out, she goes really slowly down the stairs. If it's dry out, she goes really fast because she's learned if it's wet, I might slip and I don't want to slip. Well, if I had never let her slip on the deck to learn when it's wet, we fall down and I just was like, walk. And I just made her walk. She would, she would feel that that rule is coming from me. Even though in reality, like that rule is coming from nature. Nature's saying, if the deck's wet, you're going to fall down. And if the deck's dry, you probably won't slip and fall. So then I'm not the bad guy. I'm not the reason that she needs to be careful. She's learned, hey, if I don't want to slip and fall, I better be careful. And that's her taking autonomy of her own body, even at not even two years old. I mean, she's not even two yet. She's almost two. She'll be two in a month. But to already be able to do that so young, and of course, obviously, I'm also biased. They're my kids. I love them. I think they're the smartest best, most capable things in the world. And hopefully if you have kids, like you feel something similar about your own kids. And of course, I'm not telling anybody how to parent. I hope that's very clear by now. Pick and choose. If anything resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, kick it to the curb. I don't know any more than anybody else. I'm a parent doing my best and I'm sharing what I what has worked for me, my family, my children. 
And that's, I am in no way, shape or form giving advice. I'm not qualified, I'm not licensed, I'm just sharing my journey. I always like to say that, I feel like that disclaimer is so important. So yeah, and I'm really proud of the fact that my kids know their own body so well. They are connected to their bodies. And this is how I feel that this ties in really nicely with diet culture. We take these instances in life of, we've, we, you know, we realize as people, there are some things you just have to figure out for yourself. You know, we, we've all had that friend that will not leave their shitty partner. They've been dating for however long. Everybody knows the partner's shitty. We know their relationship is shitty. We all know they're toxic. But for whatever reason, those two keep either staying together or getting back together. And they won't listen to you. And it's so infuriating. Infuri- infuriating? Infuriating. It's so infuriating. <laughs> I think that's right. Uh, it's, a, it's a Tuesday, Monday. Let me tell you. But... Eventually, you just have to hope they'll figure it out for themselves and they'll get out of that relationship. And then you know what? Hopefully they won't make that mistake again. And the saying is true. You can take a horse to water. You cannot make them drink. And I think it is kind of the same thing with diet culture and not in a mean way, not in like a, you know, well, they just don't listen because it's like people are on their own path. They're on their own road and everyone's just doing their best for the most part, I think. I like to believe that about the world. I like to believe that people are generally trying to do their best. Um, But anyway, diet culture, yes. I feel, and this might be crazy, I don't think it is, but I feel like diet culture kind of acts as this thing or this, um, this being that basically stops you from being able to learn for yourself, from being able to connect to your own body. I think that it's really difficult to understand what your body needs from you when there's this, there's a diet plan for everything that is telling you what's right for your body. And it's, I feel like it is kind of similar to every time someone comes to my house and fixes something for me, like odds are something's going to break again and I haven't acquired any skills to handle it, to deal with it or to fix it. If, if I, stop my toddler every time they want to climb up something dangerous because I don't want them to fall and not dangerous, like real danger. Obviously, like I don't let my kids run out in the middle of the street and be like, well, they get hit by a car. It'll only happen once and they'll learn. No, that's like serious danger. But you know, my kids, they love to climb up into the windowsills. I let them. It's not that far. It's like a foot or two, whatever. I let them stand in the windowsill and sometimes they fall out and yes, they cry. Yes, it hurts. But they learn. They learn, okay, how am I going to be more careful next time? When I am learning and trusting my body to work through the relationship I have with food, and I'm not saying, okay, I need this many carbs, I need this much protein because I read that that's what I need. When I'm focusing on total health and fueling my body, I'm learning, okay, you know what? When all I eat is flaming hot Cheetos all day long, I don't feel very good. And that is, to me, that is nature saying, hey, I'm going to help you set this boundary if you want, because this makes you not feel good. And if you want to feel good, we're going to have to make a different decision to do that. Or in, in in the same right, if I eat bananas all day and that's all I eat, I will get a stomach ache. That's something I know to be true about me. But there might be someone else out there who's like, yeah, I eat four bananas a day because they're delicious and I love them. And I think that's fine. But if you don't take the time to learn for yourself 
what your body wants from your diet and not in a like restrictive diet, but it just in the foods you consume in that sense of diet, you know, your nutrition, whatever. If you're not taking the time, and this is not to be shaming, but I, I just feel that it's so worthwhile to take the time and effort. And it's taken me over a year now. I've been on this journey. Well, just about a year. It started in February. So I'm coming up on a year now of this intuitive eating journey and kind of rejecting the diet culture mentality. And one of the biggest things I've really taken away from it is just that I have to do the work myself. Every time I try to go off of somebody else's plan, somebody else's ideas, which there's so many things that I've learned from other people. I'm not saying don't absorb advice from other people, but at the end of the day, you have to know you're the captain of your own ship and only you can decide really what's right for your body. And of course, trust your doctors when you feel that a doctor's opinion is needed. Like don't completely reject medical advice. Like I'm not saying you just can do whatever you want just because you feel like it. I don't, I don't think that's completely the truth. Um, but I do think that, that we have to learn for ourselves. And I think that the diet mentality and, and diet culture as a whole, I think that works as a barrier. I think it disconnects us from our bodies. And I've talked about this before um, in, in one of my earlier episodes about, I, I, I think, maybe I haven't, I don't know. This is one of my biggest character flaws is that I don't remember anything. Um, so I have no idea if what I'm saying is true about my past episodes or what I've talked about or what I haven't, but I think that that's one of the reasons that it's so important to cook is because it's something for me, it's something that helps me connect to my food. It helps me connect my food to my body. And And it's this kind of inclusive activity that brings it all together. It's like isolating a certain muscle group, if you will. And that means that I understand it. I've learned the mechanisms and now it is a skill that I have instead of, you know, if you, oh, what was a big one? Some of the big ones that have like Jenny Craig was a big one. What was another one? Um, The Nutrisystem. Those, Those plans where they basically, all your meals are prepped for you and you just eat them and then you lose weight and then bada bing, bada boom. But what have you learned? So the second, if you're not buying these, TV dinner, healthy TV dinners and consuming them, what's going to happen? You're going to put the weight back on. What have you learned? You've learned nothing. You've learned that you're going to have to do Jenny Craig for the rest of your life. Like that sounds terrible to me. No offense to anybody who just like stands by Jenny Craig. I don't even know if Jenny Craig exists anymore or Nutrisystem. I think the Nutrisystem does. And I, one time, oh my gosh, one time, a couple years ago, this is how fucked up diet culture is in my opinion I bought one of those goddamn boxes maybe I shouldn't say goddamn that might be offensive I'm sorry (laughs) I'm really on one today per usual so I put one of those I I swear it was Nutrisystem it had this lady with brown hair on the box and it was like a week's worth of meals is the Nutrisystem it was like the jump start and it was like $40 which I mean really isn't a lot for a week's worth of food But let me tell you, this was not a week's worth of food. This was $40 for food that tastes bad, that I didn't like, and that was not fulfilling. Like, they were tiny portions. And they're selling you this saying, this is your magic cure-all. And that's what I wanted. That's why I bought it. It's because I was so desperate for a fix. I was so desperate. I was so confused. So much information was being bombarded that I was, I literally was like, I don't even know how to be quote healthy. I don't know how to lose weight because 
some people are saying, you know, eat chicken and rice. Some people are saying cut out all carbs. Some people are saying this and that and this and that. And that oil's bad, oil's good. And there's all these conflicting opinions. So I bought this dumb box of food and I didn't even stick to it. It was a waste of money. I felt bad about myself and I wasn't doing it for myself. I wasn't learning. I kept taking these shortcuts and not because I wanted to take a shortcut. I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do. I thought I was engaging in trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle. I was being lied to. I was being manipulated by the diet industry. And I wish I could give that girl a hug. I wish I could say, you're good just the way you are. You have so much else going on that you don't need to worry about food. You really don't. And that is something, that is the biggest reason I would recommend people to reject the diet mindset and to reject hyper-focusing on dieting and embrace a more intuitive eating lifestyle is because I get so much more done now because I'm not thinking about food and I'm not thinking about weight loss and I'm not waiting for my life to start until I'm at my goal weight, which is something I did for a long time. I was like, I can't do that because I'm not at my goal weight or I won't, I, you know, I just, I didn't have other hobbies. I didn't really have other interests. That was my hobby was trying to lose weight. And now I make time to read every day. I make time to write just about every day. I've been practicing hand lettering, like working on my handwriting to make it prettier because that's something I'm interested in and it's fun. And I don't think about food. I mean, I think about food because it's delicious, but I don't hyper, it doesn't keep me up at night. I don't hyper focus on weight loss. And yes, I have days where I just wish I was in a smaller body Absolutely. But I let the, I acknowledge those thoughts. I let them in and I let them leave when they're ready to leave and we move forward. And this has been a lesson of doing it for myself, learning what foods I like, learning what foods I don't like, what foods make me feel good, what doesn't make me feel good and learning what is sustainable for me and what I'm going to eat every day for the rest of my life. So yeah, that's really I feel like I was talking so fast that whole time, but that's really what I wanted to talk about today. And that's, that's really it is just take the leap, try it for yourself. And I truly believe that's really the only way to escape this like lifelong dread of trying to lose weight. And I hope that you have a wonderful week. Again, check me out on Instagram if you haven't already, not so lazy Lizzie, and I will see you all next week. Goodbye.